You're listening to a podcast by the BCG Henderson Institute, BCG's Think Tank. In this series, hosted by fellow Dave Young, we'll interview business leaders and explore how companies can build competitive advantage by creating a sustainable world. Now on to our episode. Ashley Grace, thank you so much for joining us uh, in this discussion today about securing competitive advantage in a sustainable world. And of course, purpose is very much part of all of this, and Bright House is all about purpose. So we're really grateful for your time today. Uh, by means of introduction, though, you've had a unique career. Can you tell our listeners a few highlights of your journey? I would be happy to. So Dave, thanks, first of all, for having me. As you know, purpose is my absolute favorite topic. It is my lifeblood. So any chance to talk about it that I can talk about it, I will take in a heartbeat. I guess the best way to think about how I stumbled into this space and then continue to grow it over time is that I started out just after undergraduate in public health. And public health really captured my soul in the concept of what does it mean to have a beneficial externality, something that some people do that can positively affect other people. Because in the best of ways, that is how we, we become viral or contagious with our goodness. So that has always been part of who I am. And the journey to how I got to Bright House is a twofold one. Right after business school, I actually came to Bright House back in the early 2000s. And I began my purpose work then. And I will tell you, that was long before purpose was a household term. So back then, it was an absolute hustle, attempting to convince corporate leaders about this newfangled thing we called purpose. In fact, it was at the time, I would think of it as emotionally draining because it took so much effort to create conviction in CEOs around this term that they really hadn't heard before or couldn't internalize in a natural way. You had to make them understand and want it. Yes, you really did. And I mean, it was, it was a show in many ways because I spent a lot of my time, you know, back in the day talking about what it actually meant, like what purpose is, why we believed it was important. And you would always know when you hit someone who was a true visionary because you could see the epiphany. You could see the spark on their face and in their energy. And it was those folks who took it on, who also, by the way, allowed, I think, where we are with purpose now to take place because back then it was them who took the chance and now we have the data from it. And so I think that being part of Bright House now, you know, one of the highlights of this journey for me is that earliest of mornings, I'm on the phone with Europe and then post-breakfast, it's East Coast in the US and then Later afternoon, it's West Coast, and then the evening, it's APAC, right? Purpose has proliferated in so many ways. And I think of it as being incredibly energizing to see this kind of movement take off in this way. Ashley, it sounds like purpose is everywhere now, at least, you know, given your calendar, uh, it sounds that way. But, but help us, help us understand what is purpose and, and how do you see it connected to the social impact that a business or a corporation can create, particularly right now, because we're in this COVID period, coming out of COVID period, I think everybody's asking questions about what am I about, what is the company about, and what am I doing in building back better? So where does purpose come in? At its core, purpose is about why an organization exists and the role it's intended to play in the world. And I think the reason you see people during crisis, during COVID leaning into it is because that is a natural time where we are stripped back to our humanity. And we ask that question, what space do I occupy in the universe? Why am I here? And what should I be doing with my time? Purpose, sustainability, and social impact are all naturally connected. 
as businesses are ultimately all serving some kind of human need. And understanding how each company does this authentically, I think, is the connection between those three. And Ashley, this point you're making about the connection between purpose and business, what's the research that you've found? What are the examples you've found of this connection between purpose and, say, performance within the corporation? So I think first, purpose is what I would call the linkage between the two S words, sustainability and sustainable business advantage. And it's derived from a company's ethos, and it gives companies permission to grow and to innovate in authentic ways, new ways, but they're ways that are authentic to them, so they perform very well, and they benefit the holistic ecosystem. Because the idea of sustainable business model innovation is really predicated on a wider perspective that accounts for sustainability. If you consider a broader set of stakeholders, then you also must consider new metrics for success. And if you're looking through a different lens, chances are you will see more stakeholders in your competitive landscape than you anticipated. When you have the foresight to think about it that way, you foresee competition, you foresee innovation, you foresee new ways of thinking in visionary pieces that ultimately can help you with performance in the long term. So there are dozens and dozens of studies that will tell us that total shareholder return over time is raised if you are a purposeful company doing purposeful things. But it's really more than just TSR. There's so many metrics across the holistic sense of the organization that really help focus on why purpose brings value across the entire chain. Ashley, could you give us an example, something that's really striking in a particular company that as they really were able to embrace purpose in the way you're talking about it, make these connections, it benefited them and and how it benefited them? So one of my favorite purpose stories to talk about is a company called Kimball International, which is a Midwestern company. And um, it had a very purposeful board to start with, which sometimes is unusual. You will often see a CEO who might adapt purpose, but you don't always see the natural connection between the CEO and the board that do that. And when you have that alchemy, that's where you can really make true change. So in this case, the current CEO of Kimball, Christy Juster, used to be on the board, and now she is also on the board and the CEO. And how they use purpose across the organization helps them think about what does innovation mean in an increasingly digital world for the work that they do? What does it mean to get new talent, to use purpose as an engagement tool and metric for generations that demand social impact practices at work? What does it mean to think about what kind of partners do I search out in the value chain? So with Kimball, I would argue that it allows um, them to innovate in ways where they choose things to do and choose things not to do to show a much more clear picture and future of how that company can grow. Ashley, uh, you know, it's been clear, particularly over the last several years, that even investors have started to talk more and more about purpose. That's one of the changes that certainly has struck me in sort of seeing all of this. What are the other shifts that you've seen in the role of purpose? I alluded to earlier the hustle to attempt to sell purpose to a CEO back in the day. And again, it was really a truly visionary CEO who had to pick up that agenda I have seen a major shift in that. This has shifted in that not only do CEOs see purpose as valuable, boards are demanding it. Talent is demanding it. And in some cases, government is demanding it. There are a lot of early signals that business is changing when you think about sustainability. But yet sometimes 
I don't think that we've seen as much substantive progress as we hope to against things like goals outlined by the UN. The only way we will see true collective change is when people come together with their purpose to create collective action. Because having that kind of movement where everybody is playing their complementary parts is going to be critical. You know, I think uh, purpose helps employees see their role in this change and understand why the work they do matters. And so another shift is the focus for purpose, not only from strategy, but internal. Why do I bother to help employees think through what their day-to-day purpose means, how they live their day-to-day purpose? Because if you do that and they love their job, it unlocks discretionary effort. That matters because from discretionary effort, you get things like innovation. You get things like corporate love. You want someone to be thinking about you, not because they have to, because it's in between nine and five, because they want to on their drive home when they're thinking about how can I use my role in my particular company to change the world. I think finally, the last shift I'm seeing is that boards are starting to place emphasis on purpose. They're starting to embrace it, which is a really constructive signal. As our founder, Joey Ryman, always said, we are starting to look at the next quarter century instead of just the next quarter. But it's going to be inherent to get boards involved to do that because they are the ones responsible for holding CEOs and others accountable. Ashley, could you give us an example of where a very traditional company, for instance, has discovered by articulating its purpose sort of a whole new energy uh, for the employees and, and, and maybe in some ways the broader meaning of the company? I think Jim Laurie at Stanley Black & Decker has done a beautiful job of reframing how they look at how they do their business through the lens of purpose. Their purpose is for those who make the world. And what it does is point to the sense of enablement that SBD brings to all of its customers, to all of its value chains, to its employees. The concept of taking so many different kinds of businesses across 50 countries and uniting them under a single rallying cry not only emotionally engages the employees in a wonderful way, but has really driven their business strategy top to bottom. You paint a very exciting picture and byproduct of embracing purpose and understanding its role in building a sustainable business, one that is paying attention to the future and trying to create value for the longer term. What should CEO do to get started in this purpose journey My advice to CEOs would be this. It would be to be brave. Take purpose on with your board. Run it through your value chain. Take it to your employees. Do not delegate purpose or attempt to relegate it to a single department because it has power that can deliver fantastic results if it's well-wielded. True purpose is not a departmental initiative. It's not an HR program. It's a way of being in the same way that sustainability is a way of being. Just like sustainability, purpose requires embedding in every corner of the organization. And then you need to activate it. It is not enough to have one. You have to do something with it, exercise it as a lever, both in terms of what to do and what not to do. Finally, it's critical to redefine what success means, what KPIs are the important ones, because reimagination of corporate strategy will widen both the competition and expand the scope of your business itself as you're thinking about collective action. Non-financial reporting for the most part is anchored in compliance, but purpose-driven competitive advantage is anchored in so many other KPIs. Leaders need to be trained to see success differently, not only because the world demands it, but also because employees do. 
I think some fundamental questions leaders should ask themselves with regard to this strategy and this shift is, does our purpose lead to sustainable business value creation? And is our internal drive aligned with social values and the world in which we want to live? I would also tell CEOs, unless you're uncomfortable doing this, you're not digging deep enough. Purpose should be uncomfortable for you because it touches aspirations. And in the discovery of it, it also unearths behaviors that perhaps some companies wish they could leave behind. Ashim, would I be overstating to say that then a clarity of purpose is necessary for a clarity on sustainability? I think the two are intrinsically linked. I think, in fact, purpose is what brings the idea of sustainability and sustainable business together. They are not two separate functions. They are one and the same. But how do you get the drive to understand what kind of impact do I want to make environmentally? What kind of impact do I want to make as a business? And how do I put those under the same umbrella? How do I gather the courage to make the decisions about things that I can do really well, better than anybody else? What is the role that companies are required to play? What is the role that I as a CEO am required to play to make this shift over the course of time, to make substantive change? Ashley Gray, CEO of Bright House, thank you so much for sharing that thinking on purpose and on its intimate connection to sustainable business and a better world. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dave. It was a delight to speak with you as always. This podcast was part of our series on building competitive advantage in a sustainable world. For more information about this and other research topics, follow the BCG Henderson Institute's research online at bcghendersoninstitute.com and follow our podcast series on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.